Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another Kings of Anglia podcast. It's Thursday. It's lovely Thursday. It's a lovely Thursday. Snow coming down outside my house. I don't know about yours. Well, that really so summer must be here. Um, it's it's welcome, Kings of Kings of Anglia family and friends. I hope you're all well. Uh, I'm Mike Bacon, La Porca La Grand Porca, uh, La Porca Lanzi Ladoa. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, bringing some great um, KO action here with my two my two fellow kings and friends. Not just not they're not just kings, they're friends. I say every time we call them kings, they're kings, they're friends. Um, I'm looking forward to bringing you all. Well, we've got lots to talk about today. I, I can only do the shortest of intros for about four and a half minutes because really we've got so much to talk about. Um, I, I don't know where to start. So anyway, let me introduce you to. To, to a cup like who we're getting quite regular on here us three i mean it's it's wonderful really i mean the viewing figures are going through the roof it's just tremendous i don't know why this is why this is anyway um let me start off with um a man who <laughs> well, well i don't want to say really i mean you know if he's he's outside portman road with his camera and there he is and he's inside portman road with his camera and then he's run up and down the green zone orange zone tiptoes into the red zone puts a video up takes it off we've done all this before but he's great he's here and talking to us later on about a great woman's Ipswich town and women's game later on this weekend which is a big one it's Roscoe at Roscoe Media UK which doesn't seem well I have Mike Bacon Stuart Watson and we have at Ross Media UK Ross Halls how are you I'm very well always well after those intros and um, I want to give you a little insight in my day yesterday I went to the theatre me me Ross Halls went to the theatre what did you see uh, it was the only form of the Norse's musical, so it wasn't uh, <laughs> the Battle of the Opera or anything like that. No, it, <laughs> it wasn't Madame Butterfly or that. Oh, it's the ballet, isn't it? No, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't. Uh, it was okay. Hey, I've heard that's really good, though. Oh, it was very good. I went with um, good old Liam from Crew, so Kings of Anglia listeners will know him. Um, we had a great day at the Haymarket Theatre in London. Um, it was very good. Um, you know, all the characters turned up, all the great lines, um, and if you haven't seen it yet. I would definitely fully recommend it's uh, a good watch. And um, we also had a nice steak. I thought, you know what, I treat myself. We've got a nice steak. Yeah. Um, but then I spent 45 minutes, me and Liam, trying to find a dessert place. And we ended up at a Cream's Takeaway and we took it back to London Liverpool Street and I was disappointed with my waffle. Um, but enough of me. Um, but no, good day all round. What the, Ross, that is a fact. That is fantastic news. We really, did, did they say you plonker, Rodney? And do you hear plenty of that? Of course. Of course. Plonker, you get... Yeah, um, shut up your tart and all that, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, mange two, mange two. I like that's my yes. best. But yeah, so we, oh, I love all those. But oh, that's brought back wonderful memories, Roscoe. Well done. Bear in mind, you were probably only about one and a half years old when it first came out, or was in the last. I don't know. Oh. Probably never born at all. Um, no, I wasn't born. But fantastic. Well done. Well, that's fantastic. So I was. What a what a great what a great inch what a great start to the KOA podcast, friends. To know that Roscoe was at uh, Only Fools and Horses at the theatre. Perhaps it's the beginning, Ross, of um, perhaps becoming a theatre critic. Perhaps perhaps you could take in more more shows. Uh, maybe not. I'll leave it to the um, you know experts and people who go to theatre regularly. I don't know if I'll be doing that that often, but um, we, we shall see. Ah, very good, very good, Roscoe. Well, that, that's so that's that's Roscoe. He's here with us today. We're looking forward to it. But my fellow, well. The other, my other king here is, the, well, I, I, I call him the king. He is the king. The king, of course. Um, the man who, well, what can I say? He, when he writes something down, you read it. You read it and you 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 take it in and you you really study it. This man puts, he's this man puts words. He, when they say the pen is mightier than the sword, this is what this man is all about. It's Stew Pot, Stew Pot the doctor. Stew Pot Watson. Stew, have you covered up your tomatoes? Because there was a little bit of a frost last night. I certainly have. And, um, and uh, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thanks, mate. Uh, this is my favourite part of the week, a Mike Bacon intro. I think... Uh... Yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm good, thank you. The snow has just started to subside out my window. It was um, We were getting baked in the sunshine last week at Portman Road on Saturday. And, and here we are with the prospect of snow for a home game seven days later. It's um, crazy weather at the moment, but I'm very well. I'm, I'm very intrigued by Ross Ross's love of Only Fools and Horses. Where, do, where has that come from, given your age? Is that just something you stumbled across on? On Gold TV or whatever channel shows it, it's probably yeah, it was probably Gold or it's probably my dad's. Um, just I think anybody, I think anybody who who likes just comedy, you got a, a British comedy, you 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 straight away go to Only Fools and Horses. I know Hutchie for some reason has never watched Only Fools and Horses, so that's He's a mark down on his name. 
watched he's not anything. watched anything. We've, we we know that he hasn't watched any any classic film. He hasn't watched it. I tell you what, he has done though. You mentioned uh, the ballet in there. Andy Warren is uh, partial to a bit of the ballet. Ask him about that next time he's he's back. The old culture vulture. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm cold. The heating is on ridiculously, but I'm I'm good to go. That's good. You never answered your question about covering up your tomatoes. My tomatoes are uncovered. I have no tomatoes. There's no oh. produce being grown in, in the Watson household at the moment. Don't you have a little little area where you plant? I, I like plant a few carrots and things. It's always, always nice. I, I, my, my son once um, planted a load of potatoes. The thing about it is, well, he didn't tell me he'd done it. And when they all started sprouting when he back at university, and there I was with these things sprouting out of the ground. Very, You've got to be a bit self-sufficient these days, Stu Pod. It doesn't really hurt, but you have to, we have to watch this weather. It can catch you out. But uh, anyway, so anyway, well, look, yes, it's, it's very cold. It's been a bit snowy and all this sort of stuff. But we're here. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to warm you up with some with some cracking Ipswich Town talk. Ipswich Town, we're, we're still in the playoff hunt. Yes, Roscoe, you can turn your nose up if you like. We're still in the playoff hunt. Cambridge United here on Saturday. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Lots been going on at the club. Lots of very exciting stuff been going on at the club. Um, I mean, good times at the moment. Great positivity around uh, Portman Road. And why not, quite frankly? It's been fantastic. So lots of good news coming out. Um no more, no, none more so than season tickets and the fans forum this week, of course, um, that I know a lot of people went to and probably even more saw online, which was very good. Stu, you were, you've you've had a good study of the fans forum um, and what was said. I believe Andy Rolls, Mark Ashton, and of course Kira McKenna were there, which was which was great. Um, well, a few thoughts, Stu. Did you did you enjoy listening to it and and, and to seeing it and watching it and all the rest of it? I did. Yeah, what a fantastic addition these fan forums have been. This season, we've obviously always had the the supporters club AGM once a year where they've had a similar format with key figures from the club on on a panel. And it's a great chance for supporters to put their questions directly to the people at the top of the football club. But these fans forums have made it that much more regular. This was the third, third one. We had one back in the summer, one in November. And then this one last night, Ed Schwartz. Um, one of one of the American owners was over last time. This time, as you say, it was Andy Rolls, director of performance, sat alongside um, Mark Ashton, and of course Kieran McKenna making his his debut at one of these events. And um, it was a thoroughly enjoyable ninety minutes. One hundred and fifty or so supporters there in in person at the Sir Bobby Robson Suite, and as you say, plenty more watching it on on a live stream remotely as well. And um, yeah, just it was it was impossible to come away from it not feeling enthused and positive about about everything uh, on and off the field going forwards. I mean, certainly. I mean, Ross, I don't know if you've seen much of it or read much of it, but uh, no, you haven't. No, well, there you go. Um, but if you had, I mean, there's no, there's. I mean, for fans though, Ross, in all seriousness, it's great, isn't it, that they can have this connection with key figures and ask them questions because. And it doesn't matter if your question's like, why are the pies cold? Or why don't I get any mash in the press room? It doesn't really matter. The fact is, you know, you can get some really, you can even just get to talk to them, which is so important for fans. Yeah, it's the chance for them to get, you know, a platform to ask some questions. You know, of course, some of them are a little bit stupid. No offence to those people who ask about ball girls and ball boys. That's what I, I read somewhere online. Um, but yeah, it's a nice opportunity and just to, to even just meet Kieran McKellar and Mark Ashton and Andy Rolls in the flesh. You know, I'm sure I've seen a few of the Kings Anglet Army, you know, having posts and some selfies with some of the, the guys. So, um, yeah, it's just it's nice that they're getting an opportunity to ask a question um, and get some more insight on um, what they, you know, already get. So, yeah, I think these events are fantastic. I think season tickets are quite key, Stu, aren't they? And they've been a key thing this week. Um, they put out. Um, that are going to be available last week, and they've been, a, and it was interesting what Ashton's uh, Mark Ashton said about it's not so much the sudden influx of people, you know, suddenly wanting their season tickets again, but new new people coming on board. New, this is see, this is the holy grail. It's new people. It's not just flogging the same amount at frozen prices to the same ones who've got it this this season already. And he said something like forty one percent of the first two thousand were new were new people either or returning returning people to the club. I mean, great news. Yeah, exactly that. I said within the first 36 hours of them going on, on sale, 2,000 season tickets sold. And as you say, 41% of which are, are new or yeah, possibly people coming coming back. So obviously there, there's been a slow decline of people sort of walking away from season tickets over the years. And I think 
it's obviously piqued their interest. What's going on here at Ipswich Town at the moment? Think, yeah, I'll I'll get back on this train. This this sounds all all very positive. So uh, approaching twenty four thousand for the game against Cambridge on Saturday. That'll be the tenth home game in a row where they've had a twenty thousand plus crowd. Um, exciting times, and and Mark Ashton wants more. He's saying, you know, this is great, but. You might think I'm mad, but I think we can. I think we should be averaging twenty-eight thousand crowds here, and it's been. I don't know if Ipswich have ever done that, but when he starts talking about the population of Suffolk being seven hundred and fifty thousand, and then you, you you go into North Essex and and that patch gets bigger, then why why can't you get those those sort of crowds? If everything else around the club is is going well, then. Um, you know that that ambition is is big there for the attendances to to come in, and of course uh, every every pound through the gate is going to make a difference to to what Ipswich can do in terms of strength strengthening the team as well. So um, yes, that that was exciting to hear. But you know there were so many so many topics covered o- over the course of the night. I don't know which ones you you want to dip into. We talked about uh, Tyree Simpson pre season plans. The uh, Sheer and sponsorship, Adidas, etc. McKenna, his long-term future, the transfer window set pieces, everything was un- under discussion that night. So, um, plenty of good stuff to come out of it. Did anything? Pick, did uh, what of all those things you've just mentioned, Stu? Is the one that sort of did t- t- sort of gather your interest? I mean, that, that, the, the Tyree Simpson thing was quite interesting. I thought. Well, um, on, a, on a personal level, the pre-season plans uh, w- was interesting because Andy and I were thinking. Yes, finally we'll get to go away for a nice little, uh, nice little pre-season week. It was a little bit of here's what you could have won. Kieran McKenna was desperate, <laughs> desperate to get himself over to the Austrian mountains for an energised pre-season, but um, the powers that be say no. Andy Roll said no. COVID situation, Ukraine, everything that's going on in the world, it's probably best we stay in the UK. So um, there'll be no, there'll be no pre-season tour. For us, all, all the players this summer. Um, the Tyree Simpson one was interesting. I feel like we're not getting... I think there's been so much said about this situation now and we're still only getting bits and pieces of the situation. I feel like it would almost be better that there's just complete transparency from everybody involved mm. here, just so we know where we stand. Um, Mark Ashton said, this football club won't be agent-led. If we don't show strength, we will get walked over. So that's his point of view. Saw Tyree Simpson tweeted rather cryptically later in the night. I'm not injured. Um, I don't think anyone had been trying to say he was injured. Uh, there was there was a the club had obviously said he had a little knock a, a week or so ago, but McKenna was quite clear on on the night at the fans forum that he's he's back in training. He's training with the first team, but we've got lots of senior strikers ahead of him, and it's it's up to him to to kind of get himself in. But um, yeah, it's got a bit messy, that situation, hasn't it, over the last six months, which is, has been it's been sad to see, given the, the development that he had in the in the first half of the season. Mm. Well, do you, do you agree, Ross? Because I think I think I do. I mean, he, he was doing so well at Swindon. Uh, make the name for himself, getting himself in the headlines. He was still an Ipswich Town player. I mean, he's an Ipswich Town player, remember? So it didn't really matter. You know, it was it was all good for us. Um, and yeah, this is when, yeah, when this is, this is, yeah, how do fans sit? I mean, do fans would fans like to see Simpson be given a chance? I suppose quite a few would like to see him on the bench. Yeah, I think definitely on the bench. Um, I think everyone was surprised when they saw him getting recalled after his amazing spell at Swindon. I think a lot of fans knew he's out of contract in the summer, so maybe they're like, oh, maybe they're bringing him back just to sort that out. And which is, you know, what's actually happened is he's come back because he's they're trying to sort out the contract. But you know, when you have a, a a young player going out on loan and really really proving themselves at a level. You want them to be there for the rest of the season. You know, Luke Wolfen's done it. Finn Downs has done it in the past. Um, so now he's just sitting on, you know, on 23s. It sounds like he is, you know, in training with the first team, but he hasn't played a competitive game since he was at Swindon, um, which is which is a shame because it is now he's that development he's now lacking, you know, missing out on. Um, but we shall see. Maybe he will feature at the end of this season, um, and maybe he gets the opportunity to, to show what he can do. This is it, isn't it? I mean, Ipswich, we're still talking, you said right at the very start, Ipswich are still in a playoff hunt, a slim chance, but it's not over yet. And while there is still that chance, you want to be going with your your, your most or your strongest or certainly your, your best on paper chance of, of doing that. Now's not the time for me to be kind of sort of 
bringing Tyree Simpson in uh, at the moment. I just don't, you know, that may well happen. The the Simpsons and the Humphreys and the uh, Chirewas might might well come into the to the fold over these final few games. From what I gather, they were all involved with first team training this week and and have all have all done pretty well. But you know, give it another give it another fortnight or so, and maybe we'll see start to see one or two of them on the bench. But as as supporters, can we get a bit guilty sometimes of sort of bigging up players a bit too much? Tyrese Simpson has gone out on loan. He's had half a season in League Two and done very well. But all of a sudden, does that make him better than Joe Piggott? Does that make him better than James Norwood, than Macaulay Bond? No, not not yet. It doesn't. So um, I, c- I can see this from both both sides of the coin here. Tyree Simpson will have seen what other young players that have done less than him on loan, see what sort of money they're on and thinking, I, I want to be on the same. Ipswich, Mark Ashton is now trying to come in and say, no, I want a bit more of a set set level for young players on contracts at this football club. Um, so um, it's a bit of a line in the sand for the club. We'll, we'll see how that one develops. Obviously, we all hope ultimately it's uh, it ends with Tyree Simpson staying and being a success at the club. So we'll see. Mm, I think you're right, Stu. You got you, this. Is not the time to suddenly start blooding uh, uh, players who've hardly had any any first team experience at, at Portman Road. That while while there's while there's a chance, while there's a chance, you you go with your stronger side, as you rightly say. So um, there you go. But there's a yeah, lots lots was covered at the fans forum, um, as you say, Stu, and um, or as I said, and then you agreed with me, Stu. So we both agreed with each other there, which was nice because we we don't often agree, and we, we were going to ask Ross, but he didn't see it, so um, we can't really ask him. But anyway, so anyway, um. Sam Morsey. Now, Sam Morsey's been getting a lot of... I seem to have been writing Sam Morsey headlines all week for the last sort of, well, certainly 10 days. And well, I haven't. You have as well, Stu. We've been writing a lot about Sam Morsey. Um, he won the uh, Player of the Month for March uh, uh, at Portland Road. Not really a big surprise. His performance against Plymouth um, last night we talked a lot about. Um, I've written an article going online uh, later today, Thursday, about his relationship with McKenna. And he's also talked about his relationship with McKenna. Um Sam Morsey, Stu, he's becoming quite a, key, a significant player in this football club, isn't he? Apart from that, he's a captain and um, a fine player. Uh, won the, as I say, won the uh, player of the month. Um, things going good for him right now. Yeah, Sam Morsey won it with 38% of the vote. Obviously scored the winner against Plymouth last weekend. We waxed lyrical about him. In the first podcast of the week, that came after his, his goal against Fleetwood earlier in the month. I think he set up one of the goals against Lincoln as well. So I can see why Sam Morsey would, would win it. But there were plenty of other contenders in, in March for Ipswich. Burgess came second with 30% of the vote. Um, a real nod to him coming in and looking so solid with, in the absence of George Edmondson for the last three games. And then Selena and Burns on a very similar amount of the vote after that. I have to say, I'd probably have edged Sam Morsey just in that vote, but Bursant Selina would have run him very, very close for me. Ipswich scored six goals in March, and Bursant Selina had a hand in all of them. Um, not necessarily the the goal or the assist, but certainly uh, played a very big part with with a key or killer pass in in the build up to all those goals. I think he's really starting to uh, hit form at, at the right time, Bursant Selina. You agree with that, Roscoe? I'm sure you do. I do indeed. Um, yeah, Sam Morsey's been he's been fantastic. I know he's had a, a few little niggles here and there. Of course, he didn't play at all really against Pompey. He came off, I think it was the 20th minute. Um, but then he, when he came on against Oxford, he changed the game. And yeah, he's now scored two goals this month. And of course, we've been waiting for that goal so long and he finally gets two in, in the same month. So uh, I think well-deserved, but I think give a shout-out to Cameron Burgess because I think he's been fantastic since coming in for Edmondson. Burge has done really well, isn't he? I must confess. I mean, it's everyone was a little bit sort of uh, knee-jerky about Edmondson um, 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 but getting injured, Ross. Um, but yeah, I mean, Burgess has done well. He has. And I think, yeah, some some fans are thinking, oh, is he going to be able to come in? He, from, from, I wouldn't say he's come out from the cold because he's just not been able to play because the, the back three has been fantastic. But for him to come in, settle well um, and just... No, the defense in a whole. The defense has been fantastic this month because we're not conceded a goal. Um, so that's another man player, but more team performance of the month is that defense, which has just been fantastic. 
Mm, absolutely coming out of the cold a very a very apt a very apt phrase roscoe as the snow continues to fall down outside my window coming out of the cot coming in from the cold uh, very good very did you was that a deliberate um sort of link there yes we'll take that yeah good excellent work right anyway um Stu. um now there was a big story this week uh Young Stu, um, that um, I call you Young Stu, of course, because you're obviously younger than me by considerable margin. I mean, obviously, the Heath monster wouldn't call you Young Stu, would he? And um, and and nor they were, but I do. Um, big story this week about Mr. Ipswich uh, uh, Town and Sam Williams, uh, new head of head of recruitment, is it from Manchester United? Um, big story you broke earlier this uh, earlier this week. It wasn't earlier this week; it was yesterday, wasn't it, Stu? I can't remember. It was a Wednesday. The time flies by when you're having such fun with Ipswich. You don't know what day of the week it is. But this is this is a major story, Stu, that you managed to get hold of and um, and, and broke, which is fantastic. And the club obviously confirmed it a few hours later, which is um, uh, there is a rather little funny side story to the guy on on Twitter called Sam Williams, who's an Ipswich Town fan, who um, apparently has got a lot of got a lot of uh, got a lot of traffic after after the announcement, which he he gamely went along with for a while. But that's another story, Stu. Go on then. Tell us the tell us the thing about Sam Williams and the um and recruitment. Um, what 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 a coup for Ipswich Town to get him. Yeah, Sam Williams. Uh, don't know ex- his exact age, but I think he'll be in his thirties. Looking at his uh, looking at his CV there or thereabouts. So he's uh, he's been the first team recruitment analyst at Manchester United for the last three years. He's, he had a previous role as. Uh, Academy scout there, which he, he he's had that role at places like Bolton and Sheffield Wednesday previously, and uh, obviously follows Kieran McKenna and, and Martin Pert across from from Old Trafford. Um, from what I gather, it's it's more of a club appointment than it has been a sort of McKenna appointment. I don't know how closely McKenna will have worked with him. He'll have known of Sam. He'll have crossed paths with him a little bit, but um, I think this came more from Mark Ashton speaking to. Uh, a guy called Mick Court, who is the chief scout at Manchester United. And uh, as always, with a lot of these transfers and a lot of these moves, if you dig deep enough, you can you can find a bit of a, a crossover in the careers. You can join the dots. And uh, Mick Court, who I've just mentioned, was uh, was the um, head of recruitment at Oxford when Mark Ashton was working there. So there's some links with, with Ashton, O'Leary, Pert, lots of little crossovers. So uh, he, he came with, with high recommendations um, they've been looking for a long time to fill this role. If you remember when when Andy and I did, I think our first podcast with Mark Ashton back last summer, he talked about having no real recruitment team during that summer where they had to sign 19 players and that that would change. I think he was hoping that, that this would have all been in place by the time the January window came around. It wasn't because they wanted to take their time and get the right man. And they're convinced that in Sam Williams... Um, they have done so. Uh, another member of this ever-growing backroom team that Ashton wants to kind of work in a really joined-up uh, way as we head towards a, another big summer for Ipswich Town. What are your thoughts, Ross? I mean, you know, I mean, I know fans are often interested in players and stuff, but I think a lot of fans that we, we don't give enough credit—they're in, they're really interested in this type of backroom staff. But you know, pe- good good people coming from big clubs. I mean, just to get people from Manchester United, there's no. It's no joke, is it? I mean, it's fantastic news. Uh, it is. It's like another level. Um, I think, yeah, a lot of fans always wondered what is our recruitment, you know, department because we, we, you know, in recent transfer windows, we just used to just sign, you know, sometimes nobodies or, you know, veterans of the game. But hopefully this guy, he will find the next gem, next Jamie Vardy or something like that. Just somebody who, who can, you know, no one else would have seen. Um, and I'll, I heard that, you know, we could be scouting abroad and all that, which is great to see. But I think, yeah, fans are always interested in this sort of um, signing because it's something new. And hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. at the moment, this growing uh, behind the scenes sort of staff is, is great to see. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we see his good work in the summer, recruiting the next um, Wes Burns or something like that um, to improve his squad further. Because Mark Ash was quite keen on talking about world class, wasn't he, Stuart? The fans forum, world class. We're getting world class individuals on on board here with, you know. And I think Kieran kind of laughed about um, Sam's contact books and, and said it's 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 huge. But like your contact books, Stu, you've your contact book is very very extraordinarily big, far bigger than mine. I mean, I must confess, you've got you've got a strong contacts book, haven't you? It's it's built over the years. Yeah, he was talking <laughs> about Martin Pert with that that contact oh, book. Actually, Kieran McKenna has spoken a lot about him, Martin. Pert, I think if anyone's looked into his background, he's had a fascinating journey to this point. He's uh, 
He spent time in America working with with NBA basketball sides. He's travelled South America and and gone to meet Bielsa at his house. And he's worked at all different uh, levels of the pyramid in this country. So they talk about Martin Pert having a a really good contacts book uh, in Europe, in South America, across this country. And McKenna sort of joked that somehow Martin finds time to make 50 phone calls a day, whereas I can only just about find time to speak to my family on on the phone in amongst uh, everything else that we're doing. So um, they will all work very closely together. And the idea is it will all sort of funnel funnel together and uh, using Mark Ashton's data dashboard, it will be a, a combination of, uh, of data and software scouting, which is becoming more and more prevalent, obviously, in the game, but also combined with with the old school scouting, getting out to games, trusting the eye, uh, a mixture of the objective and subjective, as, as Mark Ashton has, has called it, to uh, to hopefully level up this Ipswich Town squad um, once again. So, um, yes, it won't be as busy a summer for Ipswich Town as, as last. It certainly doesn't need need a huge overhaul, but th- there are some areas that we'll need looking at in this team. I think McKenna's got it, got himself in a really good position after January, where he's cut the numbers down he's focused on improving what he's got and now he's hopefully got a bit of latitude and a bit of leeway to uh to add another sprinkling of quality to it um when when the window opens again well look the fans forum was certainly um the fans forum was certainly something we all very much enjoyed and i know a lot of fans who says that that's 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 just terrific um it was it was a great it was a great evening lots lots to discuss so um well i hope you enjoy hope you enjoyed this the koa koa uh, podcast here as we as we pod through i'm just looking at, looking at my window the, the, the snow seems to be snow, snow's piling down and what earth's going on here i mean it's supposed to be speedway tonight and it's no it can't well, earth, anyway we'll worry about that later um right now Stu. We've got a mailbag. This is midweek mailbag, but it's not midweek. It's Thursday. So it's just after midweek mailbag. And um, I, I slow little jingle, really. I, I could sing a little jingle to it, but I don't think I will. Stu, mailbag man, you are like Mr. Postman. <laughs> remember that? The Carpenters? Mr. Po- no, you don't. Um, do, anyway, yeah. so we've got, so you do remember it? Stop. Oh, yes. Wait a minute. Beautiful. Is that the one? That's the one. Yes. Mr. Postman. You, Ross, you've never heard that one, have you? I've heard Postman Pat, but yeah, move on. Postman Pat and his black and white cat. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I used to have a little ginger cat, to be honest. Before she passed away last year, his name was Pikachu. Oh. Um, yes, I'm sorry. I was just bring him to sort of... I, mean, I hope you don't all get a bit upset, KOA fans. But I mean, he was he was an old cat, so we don't we do miss him. Anyway, back to the mailbag, Stu. Is this we- the cat that you you would regularly tell me that you you would sort of banish outside? Um, oh. And then your your wife was sort of defending your cat, and you'd say that it was really annoying, and you'd you'd basically sort of stick it outside in the garden because it was making too much noise. Was that Pikachu? That's that's the one. And, and yeah. I feel obviously terribly guilty now that I used to put him outside in the snow yeah. and the rain because he used to annoy because he used to meow a lot. And yeah, like today, like today, if it was snow, and I I, I would say if he started meowing, I'd say, look, come on, out you go. And, and my wife would come home and I'm not saying you've gone full Kurt Zuma here, but I'm just saying that maybe <laughs> your wife was was more keen on on the cat than you. That's always the vibe I, I used to get. But. Yeah, I, I did I did like him because he had a he had a quite a cool name. Pikachu was quite a cute name. And when you went out in the garden saying Pikachu, that was quite a cool cool name. But yes, anyway, he he's passed. Um, have, you, have you got any cats, Ross? You don't even got a cat, have you? No. Have you got any pets just out of interest before we get onto the mailbag? No, me and my missus want a dog, but um, we have to move to a different house before that happens. But um, no pets in this household. No. Stu, are you a pet man? Nope. No pets. Right. Okay. That's that's, that's all that then. <laughs> right. Stu, we put out a little word for the mailbag. We've got some questions in from fans. Hold on. Uh, hold on. <clears throat> oh, hello. Mailbag. Mailbag. It's time for Mike, Stu and Ross to dip into the mailbag. Doot, doot. There we go. Give it its full, its full jingle. Beautiful. Do you want some? Beautiful. Do I'll I give want it some? You. Yes, we'll have some. Come on, we'll have some. All right, let's get on with it. Nigel G. I may as well do it because we haven't done it for ages. Friend of the show. Number one, possibly. Um, I haven't heard from Nigel G for a while. Hi, Nigel. It's a. I think Andy at this point would say something about his fish. It's a bass or something. I can't remember what the catchphrase is. Anyway, I digress. Nigel asks, with a big screen being installed at Portman Road this summer, what would your top five highlights from this season be that you would play? 
on said big screen next season. Can we come up with five between us? Uh, can I start with the most well, fairly obvious one? I suppose Selena's was it Selena's winner against was it Fleet? Crew? Crew? Crew, I think it was, when, wasn't it? When uh, when was it Brett Johnson was was it Brett Johnson was uh, over? Was it? Fleetwood, that was that was that a Fleetwood, was Fleetwood game. Oh, the last, the, last the, last, minute, the last minute, the last minute, the last minute, the last minute where it erupted the stadium into pandemonium. Pandemonium, there was, wasn't it, Ross? I mean, Pat, oh. I mean, even you, even you, sort of. I remember you, you fell off your seat, didn't you? It's extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, I jumped into the crowd and all that, but yeah, that was that was unbelievable scenes. And uh, yeah, we had we had many late winners this season because we we draw games mostly. Um, but no, when that when that went in and you look up and saw those pictures of Brett Johnson celebrating, that was. Uh, Unbelievable moment for him. His first ever game at Port and Row, and he goes and see a late winner with a, a good crowd as well. So um, yeah, that has definitely got to be the first highlight on that screen. Good. Go on, then, Ross. Well, you've got to have one or two more. Well, I won't. I won't steal Stu's thunder with Selena's goal against Crew, but I'm going to go Macaulay Bond's magic against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, you know when he was, you know, ah. he's behind you, and then yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great moment. That's even that's on the stadium now. Yes, now is that in, now fans? Yes, that, that's interesting. That because around the stadium they've got all the iconic moments of the past history of Ipswich Town, which are which are brilliant. It's, it's been done, by, and of course Macaulay Bond, he's behind you, is up there, which quite right too. I like seeing that being brought up today because if you're not careful, all those great historic moments, which are fantastic, of course, that's all. You know, it's nice to have a real up to date one, and that one being up there is brilliant. Yeah, love that. Uh, yeah, have you, got any, have you got any away games, Stu? Because you got all the away games. Are there any away game memories? Uh, I guess the the games at Portsmouth and Wickham would have to be in the mix, wouldn't they? You'd have to have some highlights from from one of those two games. Big wins on on the road. Um, it feels like these need to be a, probably a bit more McKenna based. I would say for next season. Mm. Um, the fort, the, the the big win at Gillingham when when uh, McKenna first arrived. But you want moments, don't you? You want big rousing moments of commentary of, like you say, Brenner calling a a last gasp winner, things like that. So uh, the Selena Chip v Crew's got to be in there. I yeah, think yeah. Um, um, home games as well. I think you're at Portman Road. You want to be yeah. reminded of big moments in front of big crowds. So that one would have to be in there. Hopefully. Hopefully, in this list of five, one or two are, are still to come over these next uh, mm. six games. Three of three of which are, are at home. But um, really looking forward to seeing the uh, the big screen as an addition to Portman Road. I think that can really help build an atmosphere before a game. And I'm sure um, not only will there be highlights from from this season, but they need to put together a really good slick montage of of everything over the years, going back to the glory years, making sure that there's there's uh, plenty of of modern day stuff as as well as the old stuff as well but um it's going to be good good well i think we've done well there answering nigel's question haven't we still because we didn't think we 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 wondered we'd think of five didn't we we're all sitting here when you said five we thought because you're obsessed with five aren't you five stews five observations five this five that and i thought mm. oh no nigel's asked for five now and are we going to be able to think of five but we've thought of like six which is brilliant really well i think we i think officially we got to three mike but um oh, did we? sorry that, that's fine uh, uh let's move on <laughs> let's keep mailbag chugging along um <laughs> lee asks i don't know why he's 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 left young pup ross out of this he says May, maybe not one for ross but have you ever been as optimistic about the future of the club maybe he's thinking that that ross is a given because ross has probably never seen any any good times before but um yeah says, have you ever felt as optimistic about the future of the club on and off the pitch uh me I suppose I could say, well, bear in mind, I go back some time. So I've seen lots, lots of optimistic moments. I would, I mean, yeah, I would say, why not? I, I, I feel quite optimistic about it. I think we've, I think we've gone down a completely new path. We've gone, been going down the same old road and we've literally stopped in the road and go, do you know what? We're going to go this way now. We're going to turn left or turn right. We've got a completely different way, way of doing things with, with, a, especially with Kieran McKenna. That's obviously been a decision that's been made. I mean, clearly that the atmosphere, the, the way that, you know, there's, there's a lot going on at the club and they, people speaking with positivity, we're getting good recruitment people in. We've got, we've got some strong characters off the pitch as well as on the pitch. Yeah. Why not? I mean, obviously I, I was lucky enough to the Robson eras and take my little milk crate and box and stand and watch Barcelona. We've been through all this before. And, you know, George Burley's era was fantastic, but so was John Lyles and Joe Royal. Joe Royal had some very positive years, but this after our decades, Stu, of what has been, 
pretty mediocre. This feels good. Mm. I think mean, Ross, you go back as a fan. I mean, the, the Marcus Evans takeover. There must have been mm. the similar feeling of optimism that this is takeoff and people waving money about in the stands. And that was that. There was a real feeling of optimism then, wasn't there? I'm not. I'm not. Not wishing to compare the two and put a dampener on on things, but there have been moments of of optimism. In that, not just in the, you don't have to go right back to the glory years. There have been moments yeah. um, in the past of of feel good factor, haven't there? Yeah, you know when Roy Keane got appointed, and I think a lot of people are excited because it's Roy Keane. And I know there's even May United, you know, fans who are probably thinking, oh, they're going to go and check out how we're going to get on. Um, we all know what happened there. Even you know when Paul Hurst came in, that was something new, um, a different direction, a young up coming coach. Um, Unfortunately, we know what happened there. And then even the first League One season, I think we were like thinking, all right, then, big Ittrich Town in League One, we're going to smash everybody. And that's what we did at the start of the season. But we all know what happened there. But um, no, it's just nice, just fresh look at, um, mm. just look forward to next season. Um, but there's been a moments in my fandom at the club where I'm, I've been excited. I always get excited for a new season. When you're pre-season, a few new signings coming in, you always get look forward to a, another season. That's definitely after a two-month break, you know, on the off season, but um, no, I think this this summer is going to be very different, and I'm looking mm. forward to it. It's the hope that kills you. That's the great thing about football. You get the big reset every yeah. summer. You can always convince yourself this year could be our year. Um, but as I as I keep saying, there does feel like there's more substance behind it now, yeah. doesn't there? It's not just maybe a manager can put together a team. It's it's everything that underpins it as well. It's the transparency. It's the uh, you know from the from the from the main guys. It's uh, it's the money that underpins it all. It's it's Kieran McKenna and what he's done so far. So um, for me, it's an easy one. No, I haven't felt this optimistic about Ipswich Town in my 10, 12 years cover, covering the club. Um, no, e- easily the most optimistic I've been, I have to say. Um, what else have we got? Now, FPL Switch asks, this is a question for the GOAT, the one and only Mike Bacon. Who should ah. be on all KOA pods going forwards? Well, yes. Well, you have to tell Mr. Heath that, but it's, it's, it's a financial thing, isn't it? You know, <laughs> it's the, you know, I don't. Sadly, well, I better not talk about it really. But uh, you know, um, we will not be. Amount. This podcast will not be agent led. Okay, we will not be. <laughs> we will not be walked over. Um, and okay. I'm afraid Mike's appearance fee is just getting ridiculous now. I mean, it's been needs must the last fortnight with with yeah. Mike and Andy away, but. Um, yeah, that's that. Um, which of the co- this, so this is a question specifically for you, Mike. Uh, which um, of the current loan players would you keep, and what do you think is Dobra's future? Over to you. Current loan players, I would keep. Right, um, throw me a couple of loan players. So Tominic Thompson, Thompson's on loan, isn't he? Tominic Thompson. <laughs> Tominic Thompson. Yeah. Dominic Thompson. He's on loan. Yeah. Would you keep him? Uh, yep, I would actually. I think there's a potential in that boy. I really do. Um, Macaulay. Uh, sadly, I, as much as I love him, that's a great guy. I've got a feeling I probably wouldn't. Um, and as regards, what's the second part of that question? Dobra. Uh, yeah, what about Selena's? Selena's a. Well, Selena's uh, right. Yeah, I was going to say we go. We go. Well, we go. Go through all of them. I mean, Selena yeah. obviously is an obvious yeah. one. You, you want to keep Selena. Um, Backinson. Keeping no, him? no, 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 um, okay. And Dobra, what's his future? Well, Dobra, I, I, I'd like to see him back at Ipswich personally. Um, I think the lad deserves an opportunity to, to show. I think he's feisty, he's uh, he's quick. Um, I think coached under McKenna, he could be quite an interesting asset back at the club. I don't know what's going on at Colchester with him. I mean, he hasn't, hasn't played a lot recently, I don't know if he's injured or whatever, it just hasn't. You know, again, playing in a struggling side, which Colchester has been, unfortunately, I've had a bit of a difficult season. Um, not great. So he hasn't had the opportunities which he should have been given. I'd like to see Dobra back at this football club being coached. You know, he's got Wes Burns down there, an absolute, you know, a guy a few years older than him, a great someone he can learn from. Um, you know, that's yeah, get Dobra back. Um, I I and uh, yeah, they would be anyone else, Roscoe on loan, who I should who I should keep. Who do you think I should keep or not keep? Who else who are who else is there that uh, who else is on loan? I'm not talking about the ones that are out on loan because we've talked about them. But I, a lot of them are. Yeah, I think, I think we've covered. The, yeah, uh, we've covered that. The it's the ones who are here now, isn't it? I'd be surprised. I, if 
from what I gather, I'm not sure that that Dobra's future is going to be at Ipswich Town. I think he would he would like it to be, but I think they'd be trying to, given that he's not featuring for Colchester at the moment, I mm. think he'd be back and training with the first team and then them having a look at him. But from what I gather, that's that's just not happening at the moment. So mm. um, we'll see what happens on that who one. Was, who was um, that from? But who was that from? That 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 question. FPL switch. Ah, FPL Switch. Thank you, FPL Switch, for your kind words. It's very, very good. And I'll, I'll be able to set up negotiations um, immediately after this show because because of little tweets like that. Thank you. Well, this next question might be might be one for you to tackle as well. Not another um, one. Mike the Goat Bacon. Um, <laughs> ben Ben Morris, this is Speedway related. Speedway starts tonight, Mike. You say it starts it tonight. We've it had does. a bit of snow. Yeah. Mike's got a pretty sweet gig with the speedway if i do say so because he starts a thursday and goes well i can only do a little bit of work this morning and then i've i've got to work later so i can't do anything for the rest of the day fair enough oh oh it's been rained it's been rained off the track's Mm. too cold at about 6 p.m bags Mm. himself a nice little half day yeah pretty sweet gig and it looks like that we're going to start as we mean to go on with with a call off on the first night of the season what uh who are they riding tonight? What's the meeting? Uh, they're riding Kings Lynn tonight, uh, Stu. Kings uh, 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 Suffolk Norfolk Derby. So we all have a Suffolk Norfolk Derby. So we hope we will uh, put the uh, the forecast this afternoon is actually quite nice, Stu. So before you before you Ipswich Speedway phone me up and say thanks very much for promoting the meeters off, um, I better just say that its forecast is good for this afternoon. It's going to dry out, but it's, on. Um, it's it's on and it's going to be but it's going to be rather cold, isn't it? Um, I'm going to need my extremely large woolly hat. But what but what, what, what's Ben saying? Ben, ben says, obviously, with the Speedway starting tonight, he says you can choose seven Ipswich Town players, past and present, to make up a, a fictional witch's team, plus a manager. Who are they? So, uh, <laughs> who would be good Speedway riders? Well, Speedway riders, of course, Speedway riders are not very tall. I mean, it, 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 let's put it this way: I'm about I'm about five foot eight, five foot seven, five foot seven ish, and I'm one of the tallest in the in the in the team photograph. So they're not very tall. So if you can think of fairly shortish Ipswich Town footballers over right. the past, J Tab, he's in. J Tab is in. I think Connor Chaplin's not the tallest. I think he'd make a good speedway rider because he looks like he's quite he's quite on it all the time. Yeah, you know, and brave as well. You got to think brave, got brave, brave and fearless. So. Fearless. Who else? Uh, Eric well, Gates back in the Eric Gates back in the day. You won't remember him, will you, Roscoe? Have you, you Roscoe, heard of us, Eric Gates? Yeah, I've heard of him. Good player back in his day. Very good player. He'd make a good speedway rider. Um, who else can I think of? Well, I know Richard Wright likes speedway a lot. Now, there's a little one for you. Richard Wright, when he's at Manchester, he goes up to Bellevue. I've been to Bellevue Speedway in Manchester and met Wrighty up there when he's come across to what when he knew Ipswich were riding up there. He used to we used to meet up and uh, and say hello. So right, Richard Wright, but definitely may have met a good speedway rider. Um, not quite sure about that. Uh, any other smaller ships? I, I'll put football? someone forward as the manager of this speedway team. Go on, I'm gonna go for Paul Cook because my limited knowledge of Speedway, there's a lot of chopping and changing that goes on throughout the season. Someone has a bad ride, their average drops, they're out. It's ruthless, isn't it? Sorry, yeah, you're it cut. We're bringing someone else in. Paul Cook's all over that. Yeah. You're not delivering for me. You're gone. Um, so Cook, Dem- Cook's manager. Demolition man throughout the whole course. And he's going to talk with with, that, with the sort of the passion and enthusiasm of a fan that I think the, the Speedway uh, fans are really going to buy into. So Paul Paul Cook's going to be the manager of this this fictional witches team. Um, we just need a, a few more riders. I don't know if well, there's any. Like, the Ipswich Witches actually they, their their sponsor rider is Macaulay Bond. Did you know that that the Macaulay Bond is actually sponsored by or is there their support their supporting player? Macaulay was up there a couple of times last season. Bit tall, I think, for a speedway rider. Macaulay Bond, though. Uh, Ross, I don't know what you think. Um, you know, are you have you? Well, Ross, you've been up the speedway a bit. You you you've got any got one any you could throw in there? Um, maybe a current player, Connor Chaplin. He's, yes, he's, he's the one. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what, maybe, yeah. What? Sorry, why 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 do you have to be short to do speedway? You don't have to be short, but it seems it seems to attract not that tall people. I don't know what it is. Um, I think it's a probably dyna- aerodynamics. Do you know it's like having a full head of hair or no hair? You know, aerodynamics as you're flying down the back straight. You know, uh, with things. Fl- you know, I mean, Wes Burns would be a nightmare. His hair be all over the place. And if, if, well, I suppose you'd have to have a crash helmet on to be fair. But if he didn't have one on. <laughs> You know, he'd, he'd, he'd be flying. I mean, he'd be he'd be held back. You see, um, so there's not been many huge, uh, very tall speed. Michael Lee was one of the most tall speedway riders you'll find. He was six foot, but there's not been many. So I don't know why. It's just just the way it is. Just look I've at the team photo. 
I've got another one here because um we've got a lot of Australians in our uh, in our ranks at Ipswich Speedway Witches. So yes. um I'm gonna go with Tommy Orr, who played very briefly as Australian, very yes. briefly at town, but um bring the Australian mix in from a former town player. So Tommy Orr, and he's five foot seven, so perfect. Right, Tommy's in. I think Tommy. James Norwood would have the sort of um there's a fine line between bravery and stupidity in, in Speedway. I think these these guys are they're a different breed that are putting their bodies bodies on the line. Um, I think James Norwood would would be borderline reckless that that could bring a bit to the Speedway party as well. So we'll chuck him in. I think we've probably got to about seven there. Tommy Perfect. was a great a great shout, Ross. I like that. You've always yeah. got to have an Aussie an yeah. Aussie in there. Thank you, Ben, for that excellent question, my friend. The, the polls like a bit of speedway as well, don't they? Oh, Maybe we could with get, get big Pete, big Peter Malachik, who was a who had a bit of a a rough time at Ipswich under under Mick McCarthy. You may may or may not yeah. remember. Get him in as well. Yeah. Um, we got time for a few more. How are we doing? Oh yes, do do another one or two, Steve. I think okay. the mailbag is, is is going well. There was one here, I, can't, uh, I apologise because I haven't got your name written down on this piece of paper, but there was one It says, if you could sign one player from each of the top three divisions this summer for Ipswich Town, who would it be? So you can get one from the Premier League, one from the Championship, one from League One. Um, I assume that, that money is no object here. Let's just say that this is complete fantasy and we can we can take whoever we want. Um who are you going for? Premier League, you can take one player. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm, I'll tell you who I'm going to take, who you might think is a bit strange, and he's by far and away not the most expensive player in the league, but he's my favourite Premiership Premier League player, Wilfred Zahar. There you go. Okay. Hmm. Go on, Ross, you can think of a Premier League player. We need, we need, we need a striker, don't we, really? This is what uh, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking three players. I'm thinking what what three positions do you want? Striker, left sider, and a central midfielder, possibly. That that's probably immediately what my logic is thinking. So yeah, striker's your your golden position, isn't it? So we've got to be taking our striker from the Prem. Who you who you have in Ross? Hmm. I'm very torn now. Like Ivan Tony, I like him at Brentford. I think that is a, a doable signing. But then also, like, Macau Antonio is just, he's just a great character. And he's, wow, he's, he's what, what a career he's had. He's had to go through some of the, the lows and then he's gone up all the, up the leagues and he's now scoring for fun for West Ham, which is good to see. So, um, you know what? Come on, Antonio. Interesting. I'll let, I've let you have anyone from the Premier League and we've gone for Zahar and Antonio. Excellent <laughs> players, no doubt about it. But, I mean, you you could have had De Bruyne. You could have had Mo Salah, arguably the best player in, in the world right now. Um, I'm trying to be a bit... Uh, uh, so, we've had McKenna talking about young, hungry, technical, athletic players. There was a lot of talk about athleticism from Andy Rolls and and McKenna. So in the spirit of that, I mean, the, the obvious answer for me would be Mo Salah, because I think he's just the best in, in the world right now. But I'd probably go, if we're going to go down that sort of young, hungry route that fits in with, with everything that McKenna's talking about, Foden, although Declan Rice would be pushing it for, for me as well. But I think I, I'll save my central midfielder for one of the, from a lower division, Foden or Saka or someone like that. Uh, but, but Foden would be the one for me. Can I Ross? change mine actually? Go Can on. I um, have Diogo Jota? He's a he's a good player. He's a really good player. I like watching him play. He scores a lot of header, even though he's not that tall. He scores a lot of headers. So um, yeah, a big fan of his. He he does look like a baller, doesn't he? He uh, looks like he's been at Liverpool all his life already. Um, championship. Who are you taking from the champ? There's there's an obvious answer here in terms of goal scorer, but <laughs> depends if you've already if you've already taken your your striker from the Prem or not. Anyone that springs to mind? Ooh. What's his... The guy from Blackburn, Ben Bremerton. That's probably completely said it wrong. Who's now Chilean. Brereton Diaz, who has uh, yeah. Yeah, suddenly turned into an absolute baller since becoming uh, deciding to become Chilean overnight. Yeah. Mike's looking blankly. Go on. Scott Twine. There you go. That's League One. <laughs> Oh, is it? We, we've jumped to League One already, but I'll give you that um, one. Yeah. Can I t- can I take him then? 
You can take him. Yeah, we've got a league. Oh, he's MK Dons in there Dons, as well. Oh, he yeah. Is, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, you're in the championship. Um, the champ. Right. I would possibly go in the championship. Um, well, the Fulham striker. I, I, Adra, 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 Adra Hadovinovic. Adra, Adra, Adra. Oh, yeah. Adra, Adra, Adra Hadovinovic. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. He's, he's got about he's got about fifty goals this season. That bloke. Fantastic. He has. Yeah, I think I don't actually know what he's on at the moment, but it's a lot of goals. It's the most anyone's ever scored in the championship. Russ, I think, is is looking up there. You're taking Mitrovic from Fulham. That's the one. But I yeah, would actually that's... take Scott Twine because I think he'll be in the championship next season when MK dons with yeah. the playoffs. See, that was my logic, Stu. Uh, okay. I, I know I know you poo-pooed it when I first mentioned it right. and almost and almost laughed. Almost laughed the pair of you because you thought that was I was in the wrong league. But you see, I was thinking next season. We've got all your answers. Good. I like it. Who did you, We've got Zaha, Mitrovic and Scott Twine. And Some Matt Nottingham. There. <laughs> Michael Nottingham, who That's you've the decided. The, the big, <laughs> the big yes. 32-year-old yes. Accrington centre-half who you've decided is going to play centre-mid next season. That's the one. I like okay, him. We'll, we'll get him in as well. Ross, <laughs> uh, Championship League One, who are you chucking in? Championship, it's got to be Brennan Johnson and Nottingham Forest. He's going to be a Premier League player next season. But, um, yeah, he's been unreal. And, of course, David Johnson's son. Um, and, yeah, he's been fantastic. I think I'm now looking up how many goals. 11 goals this season, six assists. Um, he's still such a young player. He's going to he's going to be unreal. I look forward to him. And, of course, bring back Flynn Downs because why not? Yes. Those are the exact two names that I've got written down here, Ross. Brennan Johnson, I think, fits in with everything that McKenna's talked about in terms of profile of, of player. Leeds have been looking at him, or well, been tracking him for a long, long time. And I think um, McKenna uh, likes the way Leeds play. Um, Flynn Downs is going to the Premier League this this summer, no doubt about it. I think he's just taken his game to a whole new level at, at Swansea. Be, I just feel I, I watched that Luke Wolfenden interview that Andy did, and just felt a little, you know, and Tristan Nydam as well. Andy flashed up that image of Wolfenden, Downs, Dazell, and Nydam all in that smiling and laughing ahead of that preseason game against West Ham when all four of them played so well that day and they never played a minute together. There we go. Andy's just, uh, Ross has just put up a picture of Wolfenden with, with McKenna, but, um, Makes me a little bit sad that it did. There we go. There's the picture. Makes me a bit sad that those four it didn't didn't happen for them at Ipswich together, for one reason or another. So yeah, in in this scenario, maybe we'll we'll get Flynn Downs back and and get the the Downs Morty partnership that would that would tear up League One. One other I thought about Rob Dickey at QPR. We want some more set piece goals. Um, he gets up and scores plenty from from set pieces, but we don't we don't really need to improve the defence. I think in this this fancy scenario, League One. You've mentioned Twine. I've got a couple of names written down: Dapo Afalayan at Bolton. If we look to strengthen that left side, he he absolutely terrorised Ipswich earlier in the season. Um, but mine would be Dan Bartlazer at Rotherham. He's the he's the best uh, he's the best player in the division for for my money. I'd have him. Letting Morsi bomb on and Barlazer can sit in front of the back three and just just spray passes for fun and put some really good set pieces into the box as well, which obviously uh, Ipswich need. Ross, any any League One contenders for you? Um, Michael Nottingham. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's on. The, yeah, yeah. He's too far. I, I like. I've, I've liked him when I've yeah, seen him yeah, play. Yeah. I've liked him. Um, I'm trying to think now. Positions I need. We need left sided, don't we? Who's a good left-sided player in League One? I should know this, really. Um, I don't know on top of my head, to be fair. Um, I do like Cam Cameron Brannigan at Oxford United, but that's another midfielder, and we've already got that. But um, if we need someone to score penalties, he's the man to do that. Nice. Yeah, Brannigan's a player that I, that I think uh, a lot of clubs are going to be after in the summer, isn't he? Um, good. Right, there endeth mailbag. I think we better have a little chat about about the game on Saturday, Mike. Yeah, Cambridge United, isn't it, at home on, on Saturday? And, um, well, we keep saying they're all must-wins, but um, they are all uh, must-wins, let's be honest. Um, oh, I fancy us to win on Saturday, I really do. I think the crowd sound like it's going to be amazing again. And I, and I think that's the players are starting to buy into that and... I, mean, I know Cambridge, what we're two luck, weren't we, at the, at the Abbey Stadium and ended 2-2 early in the season, but this is a different Ipswich, Ipswich team now, isn't it? And 
Um, look, I, I'm just. I'm, uh, do, uh, do you want predictions, Stu? Or are we just going to just talk about? Well, it let's hold. Let's hold fire on that we'll till, fire. till, till the very K. end. But let's yes. talk about this. Cambridge are sixteenth in in League One. They've done, they've done pretty well since coming up. They beat Newcastle in the FA Cup, of course. They uh, they beat Plymouth last month, and they won one nil at Wimbledon on Saturday. But only in the last few weeks, they've lost six nil at Sheffield Wednesday. They've lost three nil at Wickham. They've lost four two at Oxford. Um, Ipswich have to win at least five of their final six. One of them has to be this weekend at home, doesn't it? We are we are. I know we've talked a lot about sort of win or bust and and all of that, but we really, really are at that stage now. These this this is must win, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, Roscoe. Yeah, um, I think we were all couldn't believe our eyes when we saw Cambridge score that late equaliser, being two 0 up. Unbelievable day, you know that away end was full. Um, Sonia Luco with the two goals, and then yeah, Joe Ironside scoring that last minute equaliser and yeah, a lot of town fans were not happy that day um, of course that wasn't the first time losing a two goal lead um, but yeah Cambridge they're, um, they've got another young manager in Mark Bonner he's, he's only 36 years old and a great story for him you know coming through, he's a Cambridge fan came through the youth ranks of their academy um, and he got him promoted to League One which is fantastic and it's mad to think we've only ever played Cambridge six times in our history in a competitive fixtures and we've only ever well, we've never beaten them in a, a league competitive fixture. It's been like cup games, but uh, but no, it's going to be a good occasion against Cambridge. You know that is a well, for Cambridge is a derby for us. It's just they're up the A14 up there. Um, but no, it should be a very interesting game. Of course, we've got a few caveats in terms of Jack Lancaster return and Paul Digby, who um, had a brief spell at town. He's got the captain armband. Um, so yeah, it will be an interesting encounter. Mm. Two young coaches facing off. About time, Wes Houlihan. Uh, suffered a defeat mm. against Ipswich as well, isn't it? I think he sort of yeah. dips in and out of their team. I think it's probably time for him to rotate back into the team. Looking at their last uh, few lineups, I tell you what also makes it must win is is looking at the fixtures elsewhere this weekend. It's Plymouth v Oxford. I think we probably want a Plymouth win in that one because t- Plymouth are ten points clear in fourth. I think I think they're gone, so we need Oxford probably to drop the points in that game, and then all of the other teams at Ipswich are trying to to catch are at home in very winnable games. Wickham at home to Doncaster, Wednesday are at home to Wimbledon and Sunderland are at home to Gillingham. So um, that's not a set of fixtures that you're looking at thinking, yeah, there there could be some drop points elsewhere this weekend. So um, yeah, a a must-win game. Um, Before we get on to predictions, should we spend some more of Andy Warren's fictional money for million-pound picks? I have no idea what yes. the pot stands at at the moment. I think it was roughly about 500k. Last weekend, between the three of us, we managed to lose 150, but we don't know what Andy's 50 on Morsi to score at any time is. I'll let Andy do do the maths when he uh, when he returns. But we've still, got a, we've still got a fair bit to play with there. But mm. should we just hand out 50k again each? Well, I wanted 100k, obviously, but no, you, you, we, we, we had this argument last week. You wouldn't let mm. me have 100, so I've got to have 50. Yeah, so, yes, I'll, I'll take 50. You're now, the listeners are now starting to see what it's like negotiating Mike's appearance fee for each of these. <laughs> you know, he just wants more, more, more all the time. It's ridiculous. You know, have you not seen the, the, the world that we're living in at the moment? Money's tight, Mike. We can't, we can't give you 100k. You can okay, have 50. I, I'd take 50. I'll take 50. I understand. That's fine. Go on then, where's your 50k going? Because this might give us an idea of the predictions to come. Okay, right. My 50k this week is going on... My 50k this week is going on three goals. There'll be three goals in this game. That's all I'm going to say. Three goals. What is it? Three goals or less? Or three goals? It's got to be three goals or more, sorry. Three goals or more. It can be whatever you like. Um, I I will say three goals or more to be at least three goals in this game on Saturday. 50k. The bookmakers would call it 2.5 goals um, or more. I don't know why they do that. But yes, three goals. Three goals or more in any which way they come. That is your bet. Can I take your score prediction as well? Yes, you can. It will be 4-0. Okay. To Ipswich, obviously. Thank you. Before you ask. Ross. I don't know why I've gone for for three goals or more when I've said them said 4-0, do you? I don't that doesn't 
Well, well yeah, just okay. hedge, hedging your bets a little bit, yes. I suppose. Yeah. Yes, I have, yeah. Hedging your bets. That's a good one, Stu. Well done. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Ross, where's your money going? Um, I don't know. I don't know how big the odds will be. Like clean sheet is an easy bet, isn't it? Because at the moment we're getting clean sheets galore. Um, I'm just looking at Cambridge's last few fixtures and against the you know top ten teams, they look got absolutely. Well, I was about to say a rude word there. They got thrashed six nil by Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough. So they do concede goals. Um, so I, no, I'm gonna put an easy bet. Just clean sheet. 5k on a clean sheet. 50k on a clean sheet. 50k on a clean sheet. Is that all you can think of? 50k on a clean sheet. Okay, clean sheet and ooh, do you know what? Come what? on, come on, Luke Wolford and score a goal. Yes, score a goal. Yes, Cam Burgess or Cam Burgess. Mm. Burgess. Burgess, yeah, Burgess to score and a clean sheet. Beautiful. So, from a set piece, is this? Uh, can be a set piece, uh, or we could uh, just. Yeah. I, it's most likely, isn't it? There was yeah. quite a lot of chat about set pieces at the fans' forum on Tuesday night. Kieran McKenna was quizzed about it, and he said, you're absolutely right to bring it up. We haven't scored one for, I think he said 16 games. I think, looking back, I think it might be a little bit longer, actually. I don't think they've scored from one under McKenna. I think we're going back to Wigan away, when Norwood scored. And he said, it's virtually impossible to get promoted out of this division with that sort of set piece record, and it's something we are working on. But yeah, Burgess. Wolfenden's got on the end of a few. Burgess should be a threat there. So what? just to nail you down, Ross, what is the overall bet? Are we going 50k on on Ipswich to keep a clean sheet? Clean sheet. Win the game, because clean sheet can also mean nil-nil. Um, yeah. It will happen. So win, clean sheet, and Burgess to score. We'll wrap all that up into one single bet. Okay, yeah. fine. Someone's going to have to work all this out. Uh, and, and Andy can sort all this out, work out the odds afterwards. Um, we keep talking about Ipswich are going to... Someone's going to take a good beating off Ipswich soon. I think it might be Cambridge, looking at those those defeats that they've had on, on the road recently. Um, I'm going to go for a very specific bet, Ipswich to win 3-0 and Burson Selina to be among the goal scorers. There you Good. go. Good. Stuff. So that's my that's my prediction. Um, must win. We've all got them down for a win. Um, happy days. Happy right, days. Mike. You've got some uh, some eyes to dot and some T's to cross. We've got sponsors to mention, and well, I think I've we got- need. To- well, there's a few things. We, we firstly need to mention, before I talk about sponsors, Stu Pop, which, of course, I always forget to do, and thank you very much for bringing that up. Of course, the big women's game on Sunday, Ipswich Women against Southampton. Ross, you're, you're, you you know all about this, and we said we give the ladies a, a mention because it's a massive game. Um, go on then, Ross. Um, what does it actually mean in the grand scheme of, of, of the league table and, and everything else, Ipswich versus Southampton? It is pretty much the title decider, really, if you really think about it. Um, Southampton played last night on Wednesday. They beat Crawley Wasp 3-0, and uh, they've still got two games in hand. Currently, it's 54 points, Ipswich Town, Southampton 50 points, so they've got two games in hand. But if we win, you've got to say that is the title. Pretty much decided, and we've just got to win the rest of the games. And Southampton, you know, they can win all their games, but they won't be able to catch us up. So it's a massive game at a goal star, 2 p.m. kickoff in the league. Um you can also, of course, listen to another podcast on the King's Anger feed, Track the Girls Talk, with Blue Wilson, the captain, and Eva Hobbard, a defender, who scored her first goal on the weekend. So she's pretty happy. I don't know if she should claim it because it was a massive, massive deflection, but she's claiming it after 73 games. But um, no, get down there if you're free. Enjoy it. Um, it will be a very good game indeed. Southampton, a good side. It's going to be a, a belting game. Is it Eva? You say Eva Hubbard? That's Yes. That's your goal, Eva. That is your goal. Don't you let anybody, anybody try and take that away from you. No, fantastic. Right, yes, good luck to the ladies. Fantastic. Be a great game down there on, on, on Sunday afternoon, 2pm, Gold Star down at Felisa. You could go down, I mean, if the weather's like it is now, you could go down the front, have an ice cream first, and then go, and then go, and uh, and then go watch the ladies. That'd be fantastic. I mean, the weather's just appropriate now for ice creams. Anyway, so look, I hope you enjoyed the King's Langley podcast. I'm Mike Bacon, Laporte, Laporte, Delia, uh, Delia, um, um, uh, whatever. And um, well, look, don't forget Manscaped manscaped.com for all your hairy bits that you need trimming up i don't know if i'm going to do this very well but anyway if you do go mask you've got weed weed 
backers and and ear things and, and you just trim your stuff up um, and 20 percent off if you go koa when you go to manscaped i now listen i went only after i told everyone last week about my my troublesome ear with hairs in i went straight onto a manscaped and bought myself a little thing that trims the ears up Stu, i don't know if you did the same with your because you had a little trouble your nose you were saying um only in the last pod no i i still haven't done that but i, I will i will get i will get on there and buy one because yeah, uh, Exactly, and it's 20% 20 off with KOA uh, code. Uh, Roscoe, you look like you're doing a damn good trim completely. I don't know if Manscaped have actually got the the tools to help you. But anyway, that's by the by. Um, Look, I'm Mike Vegas. I hope you enjoyed it. Stuart Watson's been with us and Roscoe Ross Ross Halls. You'll catch him at um, at Portman Road on Saturday. Um, Keep up to date with all our stuff on our our websites and online and, of course, our newspapers, the ADT and Ipswich Star. If you fancy a good read of a newspaper, why not? Nothing better than having a bit of a nice newspaper in your hand. And, uh, well, look. Uh, Good luck to Ipswich Town. Let's hope it stops snowing. Don't forget to cover your tomatoes and uh, we'll see you soon. From true crime to football, Brexit to postal. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.